a little extra Lambo podcast coming to you from the palatial podcast studios right here, Spokane, Washington. How is everybody doing today? What do you think? What do you think of the new video? We've done the last few on video. We're hoping you're enjoying them. Can't wait for today's guest. We have followed each other for for several accounts. I have on Professor Cap today on on the show, so we're gonna bring him in. He's right right below right now. I gotta get the. He's right below right now, but we're gonna bring him on in just a second. Um, Professor Cap, he just started a new account. He took a he took some time off, just like I had to take some time off. Get everything. Um, everything good in the algorithm, make sure that all the, all of our past sins through TikTok have, have gone to the wayside and we're able to keep an account with a good following. Um, he is a constitutional guy. Like he understands, he understands bills. He understands the constitution, understands, you know, the, the laws and how bills are written and the, in that, those finite little details that bore everybody else. But I know through his content, he does a great job with that. So I'm excited to have him on. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff going on. We've got, you know, we're always looming on that third world war. We might be in it right now. We've got the border crisis. We've got um, we've got a guy that just crossed the border that said, uh, you know, you don't know who I am. You're stupid for not knowing who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. I created a video this morning uh, because I saw something on the national news or it was a news broadcast that they're trying to make that guy, and you know the guy I'm talking about, they're trying to make that guy into somebody else. And somebody else that's got a real rap sheet of being with Al-Qaeda, has lots of anti-U.S. ties. They're trying to make him that. Now, if you watch the older millennial, which I screwed up in that video, I apologize I called him the the modern millennial. It was three o'clock in the morning. Forgive me. It was really early, really, really early. I'm trying to make this video, I, I actually I had to record it twice because the first one was like, I'm just getting out of bed. Uh, so we got this guy. Uh, the brain, the brain was not clicking creating this video. But so I redid it. Took a shower. Had a drink of water came back, redid the video, um, is what the national news trying to make this guy into somebody else. Uh, older millennial actually did a breakdown of who this guy is and his why he was in prison for 12 years. Not saying he's a good dude, not saying any of that, but he actually gave the reasons why he was. He was like a political prisoner because he was fighting against the tyrannical governor, government and they were uh, trying to oppress his people, uh, the... I'll, 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 I don't know. I don't even know where he was from, and, uh, and I'm not going to say because then I'll look dumb. But wherever he was from, he was fighting this oppression that was being put upon his people. There's some other stuff in there. Like I said, an older millennial will tell you the same damn thing. He's not saying he's a good dude, but this is the reason why he was imprisoned. Why he comes out saying the creepy stuff that he does of, you don't know me, but you're soon, you're going to know exactly who I am. Okay, we need to find this guy. We need to find this guy and figure out who he is, figure out what his intentions are. 
The other guy, though, that the media is trying to say, no, this is who this guy is, that dude has got a $10 million bounty, which $10 million bucks would look good in my bank account. It might be time to go hunting. We don't even know if he's here, though. That's the problem. We don't even know if he's here in the United States. We know this guy that said, you don't know me, but you're about to know who I am. He's here. He's somewhere. And it might, be, it might uh, do us some good to try to f- locate this guy, figure out why, what are his intentions. We obviously know, we obviously know that there are sleeper cells in this country. We obviously know that our government gave them a bank card, bank a bank card with money that gets uploaded new money every month. They were given a cell phone and transportation to wherever it was they were going. Now, they were in New York, right? They're in the hotels. They are being kicked out of these hotels, and now these these illegal immigrants that were here and deported to New York and to to New York are getting frustrated and angry. My theory with this is they're going to be so displaced that they're going to start moving from downtown wherever these hotels are at, they're going to move out to the suburbs and they're going to either start killing or taking over people's houses, moving the people who are living in these houses, kicking them out. We're just going to occupy these homes. I can foresee that happening right now. So hopefully it doesn't come to that, but that's kind of how I see this kind of all slowly playing out. The other thing that is happening as well, and I'm going to make another video on this as soon as I'm done here. I'm going to make another video uh, for Freedom Fighter 916, because I, I told him I would, that I believe that this NATO training is is being set up to where we have 93 other countries and we're all putting in our own resources and our own troops to help combat Eastern Europe or, or yeah, uh, yeah, Eastern, Western Europe and that whole corridor. You know, if something happens, we got people in the area, blah, 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 blah. Is what I actually think it is, is when these sleeper cells get activated, our troops are going to go, our homes need us. Our, our cities need us. Our towns need us. And these troops that are U.S. soldiers, they're going to be given an order to stand down. They're not. They took an oath to protect foreign and domestic. They're going to go home. And when they do, that's going to trigger this little NATO little group that's out there. It's going to trigger them, and they're going to turn their looks, looks into the United States. It'll be this NATO group that will then, you know, once we have these sleeper cells activated, we're not going to know who's who. NATO group, NATO forces are going to come in as the UN police. Boom, we're into martial law. Do I hope I'm wrong? Do I? Do I? Yeah. Bet your ass I hope I'm wrong. But there's a reason these sleeper cells are here. Are here. There's a reason that... They've been given these this money to last up until a certain point to get them frustrated. There's a reason they have cell phones. And if we look back and remember 9-11, they had cell phones. They knew what they were supposed to do. They were sent over here with a mission, learn how to fly planes, go live very thin lives, right? Their apartments that they were in, they had nothing in there. They had a, They had a mattress. They had a computer desk. They had some food in the fridge, but that was it. They were just waiting on the phone call. So I believe that these sleeper cells, it's going to happen the same way. They're waiting. 
They're waiting for a phone call. They're waiting for a phone call. And then they might already know what the plan is. They're just waiting, you know, and, but to keep a secret, you know, there's a lot of people in here that are, that are not talking. So I kind of, a part of me believes that they don't know exactly what the plan is. And this phone call is going to make things clear, or they're going to get the phone call. They all meet up and then, and then get told the plan. And then once that happens, military personnel is going to disobey orders. They're going to go protect their families, going to go protect their homes. And then this NATO group is going to turn their look into the United States. They will then become the UN police, and then they're going to attack everybody in here due to martial law. May has been a date that it keeps keeps coming up. This UN, this NATO training is over in May. May has come up several different times in, in any conversation about things that are going to start happening in this country. It's been May. I know, convenient, right? So that's just my theory. I believe that something is going to kick off in May. Gives us still a few months to prepare, keep our eyes open on things. May is when May is May. It's right around the corner, folks. So hope you'll be ready. I'm gonna bring up Professor Cap. Uh we're gonna have a great conversation. Hopefully I can get an hour and a half from him. Uh we'll just see. We'll just see how the conversation goes. I might be sitting here with pen and paper and just writing everything down. Too many notes. <laughs> So, uh, without further ado, though, I bring you Professor Cap. How's it going? How you been? I'm all right, man. I'm you know, making it one day at a time, I guess, really. How are you doing? Doing good. We, uh, I, I think we kind of took a break off of social media for the for the same amount of time I took two months off before coming back on and then I, I've been allowed to stay on since I've come back at the beginning of the year you took a little bit of time off yourself I was I was going for actually off of tick I was on Facebook you know I didn't really, really doing the same thing on Facebook but I was on Facebook but it was a year I was off of TikTok oh a full year it was a device ban, so I, oh. I while I had my phone, I couldn't <laughs> couldn't make an account. So so I was device banned as well, one time, and this was like account ten or eleven, something like that. So I factory reset my phone. Okay, when you do this, make sure you write down all of your passwords, or make sure it doesn't have two uh two-step authentic authentication because then you have to get back into your phone because your email is attached to your two-step authentication authentication now whatever that word is (laughs) yeah yeah and i couldn't get back in i'm like oh (laughs) so what should have been a quick little 10 minute thing turned into like almost a week because i i had to figure out what my other password was for my other email which was the secondary but all that information that i had was on my phone that's crazy oh i i didn't i didn't even think about it now i do yeah yeah definitely probably gonna be you know forward in your mind after that 
Um, so last night you were doing a live and you were mm-hmm. drinking yinglings. Uh, last night was, well, no, last night was actually, uh, what the hell was that? Um, um, voodoo ranger, but yes, right now I'm drinking yingling. Okay. So I've been searching for that. Cause I, I was the one that, that, that brought it up of what, what is yinglings and, yeah. and you're like, it's the best beer ever. And I'm like, okay, well I'm going to search for the best beer ever. And it's not over here on the West Coast. I even called, um, or actually, I sent a text to my buddy who is in the beer industry. Like he's he's kind of up there with uh, one of the corporations here, and he mm-hmm. said they don't have it here. They said they it might be a possibility in the summer of twenty five is kind of what what he's thinking. But as of right now, it's not over here on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. Um, this was it was small. When, whenever I was younger, it was it was straight strictly Pennsylvania, and I grew up in that area. And, you know, so I love, I loved it. Yeah, I was too young to drink it, but I did. Um, and then, you know, after I got uh, back from, I was stationed in Germany for a number of years. I come back to the States and I was stationed in Kansas and I was always like, I want some more of that beer. And I heard that they had expanded, but it was mostly East coast. So I still couldn't touch it for so long, but you know, over time they've been moving slowly West and, and distributing a little bit further out. So it's kind of, it's kind of nice. Cause eventually once I lived in Texas, I was getting it all the time. So we are with professor cap as you are known on, on TikTok, um, yeah. is, was there a constitutional cap at some point? There was, it started, it originally started as cap for Trump, which is a, it's a captain America thing. So it was cap for Trump and then it molded a constitutional cap and then eventually professor cap. There you go. And what is your guys, you're, you're with a, you have a little, you have a group together where did, yes. each of you kind of go through and you break down, you know, the, the left arguments or complaints or whatever they have, but you get really into the theory and the, and the constitution of things behind it. How involved are you or how, how much knowledge do you have of the constitution and being able just to flow with it? Well, that's the fun part about this, right? So I, I, I kind of try to advertise about reading things for yourself, go and find the information instead of being told what to think or how to feel by the media, by uh, uh, the left, by the right even. I, I tell the same thing to anybody, a conservative, any conservative voter. No, 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 don't let them tell you. You look for it. So I don't have any formal education in the subject. I just remember at one point, because I, I, in 2008, I voted for Biden when I was in the military, right? Because I was young and I, I didn't really understand politics. And I voted for Biden. I keep saying Biden, I'm sorry, Obama. <laughs> and um, I was like, yeah, this will be good. This will be great. And it was awful. It was just absolutely awful. And um, that kind of motivated me to learn a little bit more about what was going on in our political uh, uh, part of our our country. I was like, I don't, I don't understand it all. So I started digging. I started reading, and I spent a lot of time reading. And so I don't. I think that I'm pretty well versed in the Constitution. Um, more so, the idea of the theoretical aspect of it. What you know, each of the you know, the, the constitutional or the amendments that kind of stand for and stuff like that, because the amendments are usually the big, the big issue, the hot issues in America. So those are the things that I spend time trying to pay attention to seeing maybe like reading a lot of federalist papers, learning about what the, the the specificity, I guess we'd call it of each of the the amendments uh, have. And then of course I dig very deeply into congressional bills, anything federal, sometimes even state, depending on who's asking me questions. And I like doing that. I've been doing that for a very long time. Um, and I think that that gives me 
an edge that that's why I became, I'll even admit this in kind of a big headed way, a little bit, I got pretty popular on TikTok for a while because I spent time, I would do that digging and I would do that sort of learning exactly what is being said in the bill and then showing it and explaining it. And people were like, that's, I didn't know that. And I'm like, that's it. It takes time, but I figured this out, you know? So I, I guess that's all I really, I'm just a guy that knows how to read and knows how to interpret. Uh, let's uh, thank you for your service. What I, branch I, yeah. of the military were you in? I was uh, active army for 12 years. Um, yeah. Active duty. Fun, fun stuff. And over in Germany is what I believe that you said, right? Yes, I was stationed in Germany for well, a bit over five years, and then uh, I came back here in the, the the states, and I was stationed in Kansas for about seven, seven and a half. When you were over in Germany, did you get to leave the base at all? Go eat any German food, anything like that? I, I'm a foodie, so anytime I can ask about world travels and food, I'm going to do it. So okay, you know I I am too, <laughs> and I loved. The food in Germany. I to, to this day, I you know you can ask a lot of veterans, especially veterans that were stationed in Germany and actually got to experience this. You ask them about the donut kebab, right? That's that is the that is the thing that we all loved. We loved it to death. And over here in America, they don't really have it. The one place I find you, you're making me hungry now. <laughs> found one place that actually makes it very close to what you would get in Germany, and it's a it's a place in Omaha, Nebraska, if you can believe it. Wow. Um, but that was it. They made falafel, which I'm a huge fan of too. But donut kebabs were the big thing in Germany. Uh, Jaeger schnitzel was amazing too. It was just some mushroom sauce on 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 some meat, and it just oh, I I couldn't get enough of it. And I will always say that I that that is one of my favorite aspects of being in Germany was the food and the, of course the beer. You you can't you mm-hmm. can't skip out of beer. So yeah, my my family is is. The last name is German, so our heritage goes all the way back to Germany. So when it comes to beer, I can I can drink a couple with the with the good guys. Heck yeah! <laughs> Are you a pizza guy at all? You like pizza? I used to. Yes, uh, I don't really eat as much anymore, but I used to be real kind of big on pizza. So one of my one of my favorite pizzas. It's out of Fazari's in Clarkston, Washington. They have a pizza called uh, the Shotzi. So it's summer sausage with uh, with Summer sausage with pepperoni, mustard sauce, onion, and sauerkraut. Fantastic. That does sound really good. <laughs> it, it is. It's phenomenal. And me and my me and I got a really good buddy of mine. He has a, a pizza place back in his hometown. So in the Pacific Northwest, they have like the the top you know the top five pizza places, ice cream places. You know, just that, just different awards throughout the Pacific Northwest. And usually, Chico's and Fazari's are usually one two, sometimes one two three, depending on on who you know who else kind of gets into that mix, but. Us two go back and forth about who has the better pizza, and I will forever <laughs> go with Fazari's because I there are certain qualifications when you go to eat pizza. I don't want the toppings sliding off. I want the the crust to have some flavor as well. I'm a snob, so we go back and forth on pizza all the time. So he's gonna listen to this and laugh. He's gonna go, "Damn it, Lambo! I knew you were gonna bring that up." <laughs> Well, then, out of curiosity, since you like the pizzas, are you are you an advocate of pineapple on pizza? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I at one point I may have broken up with a girlfriend because she ordered pineapple with the pizza, and I said, "No, I'm good." 
<laughs> you plead the fifth on that. And then... <laughs> so, yeah. So, so you came back over here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you go when you came back from from Germany? Well, I was a, I was stationed in Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, that was actually, you know, a lot of people talk about Kansas being kind of boring. I I kind of liked it. I really did. I'm I'm, I'm a kid from Pennsylvania, inner city, Philly, and I enjoyed it. I really, I really liked it. Um, there's a lot of fun things you can do there. It took some time to like it, I'll admit, but I liked it. I did. Only time I've been to Kansas is I was in college playing baseball. We went down to Kansas City and okay. actually got to eat at an authentic, actual waffle house. Had the chicken and waffles, had the grits. Phenomenal. There you go. Um, just, just to throw it out there, since you're a foodie, there's a place in Kansas City. It's a small place, uh, and it's called Grinders. And and not to be confused with the app. So this <laughs> place, this place, it does wings, right? There's a lot of really good wings. I actually really enjoyed their wings, but they have a challenge there. Uh, they have this, they, they have a sauce, it's a hot sauce called Death Nectar. And so they, they bring out a bunch of the wings and it's covered in the sauce and you got to eat them. You can't eat anything else with it. I, th- I don't think you can have like milk or anything you have. to. And, you, and if you can finish it and meet the criteria, I can't remember the criteria. I did this, you know, I did it like 12 years ago. Uh, you, they, you get like, meal for free you get a bunch of stuff you, I, I think i got a, a certificate to come back and be able to eat for free for like a month or so i don't remember what it was but um I, i'm a big fan of spicy food okay i don't okay. know if anybody else is this i love hot anything as hot as you can get it i, I, I used it. to be not anymore like right now i need to go pop a tums just having this Man. conversation <laughs> <laughs> it is i will i will say this that was a very 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 hot sauce i was surprised it took me I was I was almost in tears. I did it. I didn't freak out, but it took some time. Like like I did the one chip challenge and I handled it just fine. That stuff kind of got to me a little bit. I'll admit it. <laughs> we were I go down to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona every year in October to go play baseball. It's a forty okay. and over old man world World Series. Play teams from all over the country. So we'll go down. They and it's not there anymore. It actually left the mall. It's the it was called the Spice Palace where they had all sorts of hot sauces, all sorts of seasonings, um, you know, just a just an awesome place to go get the the differences of, of heat and, and flavor and, and, and spices. My buddy goes up to the counter. He says, what is the hottest thing you have in here? And without, he, the guy goes, without a shadow of a doubt, it's this right here. Didn't even have to think about it. It's this. It's called Flatline the End. So you got you to gotta sign, the, sign the waiver. Give, he gives you a, a toothpick. You dab it in there and you put it on your tongue, and and he can handle the heat. Like he lives in Southern California, travels all over. He can handle the heat, and he goes, "Lambo, you got to come over and try this." So I'm like, "I don't, I don't know, man." He's like, "Just, just try it." So just the toothpick, man. I sign the waiver, get the toothpick, put it on my mouth. I'm in full tears for like <laughs> 45 minutes. I can't stop crying. I got, you know, if I had gunk in the back of my eyes, it was it was all over my face. It looked like I'd been shot or weeping for for an hour. Uh, but but you can taste everything. All of the different the peppers that are in there, you can taste the garlic, you can taste the onion. It was great flavor profile, but it was so hot. So he buys a bottle. We get done playing, we go back and eat the our, our last meal before we all fly out of town and I ordered the chili with macaroni and cheese and i take his bottle and i just went to put one in and two fell out just just little tiny drops mix it all up and i'm sitting there eating and i'm still crying 
I'm crying again. My my friends across the table from me, she's recording me as as I'm eating this. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? And I'm wiping my face. So oh, good man. though. It was hot. Flatline the end. Okay. Okay. I'll have to remember that. <laughs> what uh when it when it comes to you and being on social media, what what do you what do you look for? are you looking for for not confrontation, but uh, an educated argument with somebody, or are you just looking to correct somebody that is obvious, clearly wrong? It's a good question, actually. So i i don't I don't necessarily consider it looking for stuff like that. Like I, you know, what I look for is like we have discussions, and I like those. One of the things I spend a lot of time on my page looking for. And if you go to my lives, you see this sometimes is I try to find somebody that's opposed that has opposing viewpoints on what I'm talking about. I want to know if they're going to be able to discuss it in a civilized manner, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. instead of the, the scream match that's been going on for the last eight years, everybody's just the one side yells at the other. I don't like it. I'm not going to point fingers and say the left or the right's worse. I will say that both sides tend to just want to yell at each other. I don't want to be involved in that. I, I want I want us to be able if we're going to get this fixed, if we're going to get any of the problems that we we complain about fixed, we're not going to do it by yelling over each other while we talk about it. Right? You know, the emotions need to be in check, and I see a lot of people that don't know how to do that. And it's funny you may, I say that you watch my content, and I throw a lot of emotions in it. But of course, let, let's be real in in my content or in almost anybody's content, there is a partial act put into play to give it a little bit of an entertainment value. So that way, at least people are sticking around to watch instead of just like, I'm just like, okay, well, you're wrong. And this is why. And you know, no, I want to give it a little extra. I have fun with it. Right. So, but, but, but when I'm live, it's, it's, that's me. I'm, I'm we're discussing it that way. I, I stutter. I mess up my words. I don't always, I'm always the clearest. I, I have no problem being like that because I don't have to be fake there. And I don't want the other person to be fake with me. I want us to be able to talk about it as two normal human beings in America trying to find a solution or at least a common ground to a problem. And, and that's usually what I look for. Yeah. I, I get ego in my content. I go after people who comment the silliest things when they're talking about like bills, because again, I'm very good at reading bills and they say something about it. I'm like, ah, ah nope, yep, that's, that's not true. And that is, and that's what I'll use. But I use that kind of content in order to show that like, to to promote the idea of reading the bill and showing somebody, look, these guys don't do it, but you need to do it because this is what you get out of it. You know? And so many times bills get, it's kind of like the Bible. It gets interpreted in many different ways depending on how they write the language of the bill. So they, people could see it one way. The other side can see it. No, it's this way. Somewhere in the middle is the truth. How do you how do you navigate yourself through those vague bills that come out that we're here left to, you know, disposition and, and choose our side? The, the, okay, so the way I do that with bills, right, is is because what most people go off of when they talk about bills, especially on TikTok, is they go off of a either what the media says the bill is, or b what a politician in front of a camera is saying about the bill. You know, um, that happens on, on a regular basis. Like, for instance, it just just a this isn't about bills, but this is kind of an example. Right now, one of the things that I hear a lot about um, Trump had spoke uh, a bit a bit. Uh, I think it was in 2023 about what the left and what the leftist media would would have you believe is called internment camps for homeless. Right. This is one of the things that he, I guess apparently he spoke about. I'm like, what? <laughs> really? 
And I listened to it. I listened to what he said. I'm, I'm sitting there I'm repeating it. Like, I've got to hear this. So I'm trying to listen to his words, not their words. I don't care what they got to say about it. I want to hear what he had to say. And I paid attention. I'm like, no, he never said that. He, there was no internment camp. Internment camp, if you know the definition of it, that is not what that is. He had talked about, because he's like, they're trying to ban, he's trying to uh, outlaw uh, 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 homelessness. So if you're homeless, it's illegal. And no, no, no. I'm like, that, that's not what he said. He said, urban camping were the words that he used. Right, because that's one of the big issues, especially in like places like California. Tons of that. Sharon spoke in. There you go. And he spoke against that, and he said that we're going to make that illegal. And he also stated that if they go, if if somebody's doing it and they're uh, put under arrest, they're given the option for rehabilitation instead of getting thrown in jail. Right, and that rehabilitation is a. They're calling it a camp. It's like like he's calling it tent city, where they have medical personnel, they have uh, uh, social workers, they have psychiatrists they've got people that are that 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 know how to deal with those are addicted to drugs are there to help them to find a solution as to what's wrong as, as why they feel the need to be homeless or why they can't get out of it and and to see if there's something that we could do to help i want to know exactly how the hell that is interpreted as an internment camp it's a loose well they also said he was he wanted to be the dictator of the country so they can easily <laughs> take the word for one day take the word and then blow it up because they know they have the media on their side. Number one, and there's nobody to hold them accountable for those words that, you know, that they do say like, well, he wants to be a dictator for his presidency. Nobody's going to hold him accountable for that. No. And and so there you go. You're right on the money. So, so that's just an example though, of what I mean by how things are, said in the media or said by politicians and it's not the truth you know yeah um um a video i just created recently talked about um we, we, a lot of people talk about immigration right and so somebody had commented uh, some line about how republicans voted against this much money for border security operations and this much for 300 agents and blah 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 and i looked into this because of course that's what i do and i'm like no that's that's you're you're missing you're misinterpreting you're not even misinterpreting. You're repeating what a Democrat politician said in a press release. And it was, by the way, Representative Thompson, who currently is under some type of investigation for possibly, not saying it happened, but there's an allegation that he deleted a bunch of information regarding January 6th, right before the Republicans took over in the new in the new uh, in the new house. But whatever. He's out here talking about uh, uh, how they they went against all this immigration stuff. And he took a bunch of different bills that the Republicans did vote against because of multi, they, they, these were not single issue bills. They were multi-issue bills that had things in them that shouldn't have been in there and they were voted against. So he took that and said, see, they don't like it, which is a problem. But if you look into the bills, you'll find a, there's a reason for it. And B, the Democrats are voting against it way more than the Republicans by miles, like 55, 25, no, the 55, 25 would never even pass the house. And that one was going to give a lot of money. To, to the border security operations. It was a little bit more specific with just that. There wasn't a lot of provisions within it, but but that one would have done it. And not one Democrat voted. 211 said no. The same thing with HR2. HR2 passed the House. This one's more comprehensive. This one looks a little bit better. And it passed. Not one Democrat voted for it. 211 said no. But nobody's talking about this. Nobody's looking into it. They just go off of what either the press is telling them to or what a Democrat is grandstanding as. Do you know what the NASA bill is? Did you hear about the NASA bill? Which 
I think so. And that's that's what the that's what the headline is. It's it's the the NASA bill, and all it was when it got when it was written up by the House was mm-hmm. to take the land that NASA wasn't using because they've got you know hundreds and thousands of acres for their for their projects, right? So right. they were going to take the land that they weren't using, lease it to the public. So that way they could generate revenue that would go back into the program by this land that they weren't using, land or warehouses or whatever. So they had this bill written out of the different things that they, you know, that they were going to do and allocate that money for. Went through the House, no problem. Went to the Senate, got voted on, no problem. And then it goes back to the House to get the language cleaned up. Well, is what they did is they stripped that entire bill, loaded it with voting rights, voted you know just a bunch of uh, of pork that was added all back into this bill, thinking that it was just going to pass. You know, well, it's a NASA bill. We already talked about it. Sign off on it. Let it go through. Somebody right. goes, wait a second. We should probably read that. No, 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 no. We don't need to read it. We've already done it. Not, not a big deal. You know, Pelosi's out there. We don't need to do this. No, we need to bring this out to the floor and we need to read it on the floor. You know, and now, now Pelosi's like, no, no, we've already done this. I'm not going to allow it. Got down on the floor and they read the NASA bill had nothing to do with NASA. They were going to put it back into the vote for the NASA bill. And it was the voter rights or voter suppression, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But and then it didn't pass. But that that's one of those crooked things that they do. Okay, so I remember now that you you gave me a little bit more. I was thinking about oh, I remember this. Okay, so uh, one of the things that a lot of people don't know, and this is I again, I want to make sure that people know this that I don't I don't fault people in general for not reading a bill. In truth, if you ever do sit down and read these bills, you're going to be bored out of your damn mind. It's just oh my, this is this is nuts. It's tough. It's not easy. I think I'm an absolute nerd for even enjoying it. But um, one of the things that you have to also know is procedural stuff within Congress. So we, you know, we we have implemented what's called parliamentary parliamentary procedures, right? And this is now that we're we, you know it's all kinds of talk politically here. But what what that is is how how we how they operate on the legislative side. So one of the things that they've got to do, right? The House of Representatives has 435 individuals left and right, right? And within that 435, you have small subcommittees, committees and subcommittees, excuse me. And these committees use, are used for a number of different things. Um, um, they, they weigh in a lot, like ways and means and, and, and appropriations, stuff like that. They're there to make sure that some of these bills, you know, like if it says, we want to put this much money into this, that they actually have the capability to implement this, right? So that's what happened with that bill is after the Senate, because the Senate doesn't have committees like that, not nothing, nothing that's going to be as comprehensive, right? They send it back to the House uh, uh, to go through these, these committees and also to go through CBO, which is Congressional Budget Office. So it's just something that's, uh, okay, this is the allocation and this is how it's going to work on the financial end. That is where a lot of things kind of get confusing with bills. And I don't like it. I think it's stupid. But at the same time, that's exactly what happened. And I remember this. You are right. They were... They, they almost tossed out the idea of what that money was going towards, and then they changed it completely for voting. And I'm like, what, what, what? And, you know, the media stayed pretty quiet about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think about the single-line item votes? That was one of the big things with the 20. You know, they were holding off for voting for, for Speaker McCarthy. What do you think about single-line voting when it comes to bills being passed? 
I, I mean, are you referring to the idea of like, you know, well, not that's that would be never when, a, when a bill gets written up, they're not loading it with 18 different things. You get gotcha, one, gotcha. one yeah, single issue bills. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, that, and I'm with that. I think that that's probably the best option. The one and only bill and it's annual. We have to have it. The one and only bill that I would I would understand having more than one issue would be a bill like the NDA, the National Defense Authorization Act. We do that every year. Um, and it makes sense because that uh, there's a lot of uh, defense programs that need different kind of funding, but they don't always look the same. And I get I completely understand that. So that one I can kind of get right. But even that one needs to be vetted. And that's why I don't like it when most of the years, whenever like when the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate, it took them right up until like the day or two prior. And then they gave it, uh, you know, they would they would they would they would introduce it. And I'm like, guys, that thing is 3000 pages and you want them to vote on it in in, in like. 12 hours and, and only discuss it for an hour, y'all are lost your minds. But rest of these bills, they need to be single issue items. Now the issue could have different provisions within different programs and that I kind of get, but it needs to stay with that one singular issue on the bill. And we don't, it's very difficult to find that. Most of the times when you see that within uh, a lot of the congressional bills that go through, most of these bills are now amendments. They're amending, you know, uh, 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 current like you know uh current laws or current provisions you know like so, the one that i was looking at the other day was oh, hell now i can't remember no it, it was it was 15, i'm gonna get the number wrong anyway it's a bill that's actually amending uh chapter chapter two title 18 um which is basically it's it's adding subsection b which adds that if a somebody is fleeing from uh authorities within 100 miles of the border it, it can get prosecuted a little bit differently and a little bit more harshly. And this has something to do a lot with like the coyotes and the immigration issue, right? So that that's sort of what you see with most of these smaller bills now is they're mostly amendments. And that, and that makes sense to me. So it's it's harder to find the ones with all the pork in it. But so that's why I sit and read all of them. And it's not hard to do. There's websites that will actually show you what uh, what specific bills are on the table and what's coming up for that that work week for Congress. Those are the ones you look at. I like doing that. I went through the last year, like I'm in Washington State. Washington State <clears throat> hired a company called Log uh, Log uh, Logically AI. They're out of the United Kingdom. And is what they do is they, they got hired to go to use AI to go through everybody through the state of Washington, the citizens of, the, of Washington State, go through their social media, go through their internet searches, as well as the podcasts that they listen to. They're searching for keywords. So if you talked about the vaccine, you talked about election fraud, election denial, you talked about, you know, whatever other keywords they had, they got pulled out. So if you had any posts on social media, they got pulled out. Then reviewed by whoever through the state was hired out of this new department. And then if it was concerning, then they turned it over to the local authorities. Number one, that was never voted on by the people. There was never a bill passed because I went through, and like you said, it's it's hard. That's it's tough reading. I went through every single bill that they passed last year to see where was this at. Was it hidden? Is this an actual uh, law that was passed? Anything? And all they did, the state just went and hired this firm, and now they're they're doing this process. Oregon is trying to get it passed as a law to make it legit. 
Washington State did not do that. They bypassed everybody and said, nope, fuck it, we're just going to do it. And then they started going through everybody's internet searches, social media posts, all that stuff. But going through those posts, my eyes were hurting after I was done. Or going through the bills, my eyes were hurting when I was done. <laughs> I, you know, that, that calls into question, you know, uh, Constitution the Constitution, the First Amendment, we understand that for the federal end, right? But then, but what, what, what? It would get tricky because it, it, part of this would also go towards the state because it seems like it's a state thing, you know, specific on states, which I, I think that that's how they try to get away with it. So you would have to look at the state constitution specific on whatever state we're talking about. However, it doesn't really matter. I think at that end, on a federal end. So we all understand that the First Amendment is not there to give you the freedom of speech. You have it. You're born with it. You have it. That's mm -hmm. that's it. It's there to make sure that the government can't take it. So if, like, for instance, you – right now, you could turn me off and say I don't want him talking no more. That's not an infringement on my First Amendment. That's just you being an asshole. <laughs> that's really all that would Don, be. Don, see, I come out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what that is. But if if you were a government employee trying to actively make sure that I don't have – the capability of talking like not maybe not on your on your podcast but on you know on social media that is when it becomes an infringement on the first amendment and so that's what i think needs to be looked at for some people that might be affected by this that they need to understand the difference between maybe their state constitution versus the federal and what exactly where if they're getting charged or if they're getting you know because you said handing it over to the authorities who's looking into it and why why are they pulling it because that that right there tells me that something I'm, I don't know. That that goes against a lot of what I believe to be right in this country. Like, I don't really I don't even care if somebody is actively posting about being a Nazi at this point. Like, that's your right. You can do that. Mm -hmm. Do I like it? No. Do I think it's OK? No. But it is your right to say it. It really is. As much as you may not like it, you can say it. You know, like that's that's, that's kind of how, how it's worked, you know, all my life. And I think that that's how it should be. So, well, you have the, you have the situation with Joe Rogan. You know, they were trying to silence him. So Neil Young comes out and says, um, "You Spotify, you either get rid of Joe Rogan or you can pull all my music off off your platform. Mm -hmm. Spotify went, uh, well, that's an easy one. We're, we're going to stick with Joe. And now up in Canada, they're trying to pass laws to not allow the Joe Rogan podcast to be played up in Canada. That's so nuts. Uh, obviously, they have different you know, different constitution, they still have the freedom of speech. So at what point can the people uprise and say, Hey, we might not be the one saying it, but we want to hear what he has to say. Is that not a part of speech is hearing somebody? That's exactly it. Like you don't have to have an audience to be able to speak. No, of course that's, you know, that's obvious, but freedom of speech does encompass wanting the knowledge to hear and or understand things that are happening so like that's it, they it would be like how you know the left complains very 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 falsely that you know the right's trying to ban books for instance right because there is no book banning happening that's not a thing i don't think anybody knows when they're complaining about it you don't understand what book bans really are but that it, those books just can't be in certain places. You can still get it. You can still buy it. You can still whatever. That's fine. Just in these certain places, we don't want them to be there. You know, the, the access to things like our children, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, but the but the but the information's still there. An, a a full out ban, which is what that sounds like, 
is technically, you know, as far as how the United States works, an infringement on the First Amendment. That's what it is. Um, <clears throat> because, again, it, it would be like if it's hard. This is a hard one to give an example to because it is about hearing it. You're right. But at the same time, you know, Spotify has operations up in up in Canada. Clearly, that's how this works. Spotify's, you know, obviously just on the Internet, but it does have operations has, you know, places where it operates from. Part of that's in Canada. It's all over the world. This is what it is. You have employees in Spotify. They work in Canada, too. That tells me that with Spotify is the same thing. You have the capability of saying something, but the government's taking it away from a certain place. That tells me it's an infringement. So I would I would implore whoever's up there to probably look into that a little bit. I don't know their constitution. I don't know their how they have it, you know, the, as far as how we do. But I would I would say that you need to look to, for someone that can actually explain that better. Because, I mean, that just seems wrong to me, completely wrong. In America, it wouldn't flop. I would say probably down here we have Alex Jones, you know, is, <laughs> is he would be a guy that people want to listen to and hear what he has to say, where right. he was he was almost completely silenced. So yeah. is that, I mean, that, that would come to, I want to hear what he has to say. Maybe, maybe I don't agree with it. Maybe I do agree with it. Maybe I want to look into it more, but we should still have the right to be able to hear what somebody has to say, even though it's, it's not affecting us and nor does, I don't know if the first amendment covers what we hear, mm-hmm. just what people are saying. So, I mean, that's, I guess that's what we can relate it to instead of going up into Canada and talking about Joe Rogan. You're absolutely right. I mean, you know, obviously with Joe Rogan, or not Joe Rogan, excuse me, Alex Jones, and he 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 had every every right to complain about the silencing that was being attempted on him from the government, um, because that's absolutely wrong here in America. We don't do that. You're not supposed to do that. So I, I would have stood with Alex Jones. I, mean, I don't like half the crap. He brought on, he brought on uh, uh, Kanye West, and I watched that segment, and I went, you you really are okay with this, Alex Jones? Like this is <laughs> this is terrible. I don't know if you saw that segment. No. It was on two hours. Um, it, it, Kanye West came on with a with a mask over his face. You couldn't see his face. You could he didn't have there was no eye holes or nose holes. It was just a black face and a big jacket. And he talked about things like uh, 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 having respect for Hitler and wanting to to change his name to Hitler. And I remember I'm like, that. What are you doing? I'm listening to this whole thing. Like, dude, you can't, you, what, why, where's this coming from? <laughs> it just killed me. It absolutely killed me. That's, that's the MK ultra wearing off right there. <laughs> <laughs> who do, who do yeah. you listen to? Who, who do, where do you, where do you go to for information? So I was a, I, I, I avid subscriber to the daily wire. Of course I like, um, you know, things like Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, Michael Knowles, Matt Walsh, Andrew Clavin, uh, Jeremy boring, all them people. I like them, but Again, those are the ones I use for like news. And even them, whenever I listen to their podcast or listen to the news from them, or the morning wires, what they have there, there's a couple of segments they have. I still want to look everything up on my own. So most of the time when I get when I'm getting kind of a direction to go, it's mostly them, admittedly. But a lot of times it can be also CNN, MSNBC, uh, ABC, whatever they're posting. I want to look. I'm curious because I want to know what people are saying about certain subjects. That way. It makes my content a little easier. Well, you said this, but this is the truth. Duh. Boom. So, so video. I, <laughs> like I look at it and go, yep, I'm going to make a video about that one. So lots of got another guys. one. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. And that's why I started saying it. 
I'm going to cut into the show real quick. I'm going to talk about Alien Gear holsters. This is mine. It is mine for my sidearm. Alien Gear holsters. They have a molded cover, which goes on to a very soft backing. This is in waist for concealed carry. They also have duty belts. They also have uh, shoulder straps. They have a bunch of other stuff. AlienGearHolsters.com. If you use the promo code through the Extra Lambo podcast, you use Lambo Jan 24 or whatever month that it is, Lambo insert month 24, you will get 10% off every order you create. 10%, baby. Thanks for helping out the show. Thanks for going through Alien Gear. This is a great holster. Doesn't come out till I till I pull it. It is that good. There are little attachments on here, which you can tighten down for your specific restraint, I guess is how you want to say it. It's a great holster. I love it. It is super soft on the back. I don't even feel it when I have it on. There's times where I know that it's there, but I don't know it's there. It just, it feels so good. Every firearm I have, I have an Alien Gear holster with. You will not be disappointed. Lambo, Jan, insert month, 24, get 10% off of your order. You're going to love it. Tell them a little extra Lambo sent you. Be cool. I uh, uh, When I first started TikTok, so I got on onto uh, TikTok because I had Facebook before, uh, Instagram for the podcast, got onto TikTok to find out who, because my daughter was telling me she always had these creepers that were in there leaving weird comments, stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm going to make yep. an account. I'm just going to go troll her her page find out who's leaving messages who's leaving comments i'm a fly fisherman so i got onto some fly fishing videos i'm a baseball player so i was on some baseball videos and then i'm like there's got to be other people who think the same way i do politically sure right. enough found an entire community well then i started i started seeing videos that i'm like oh well it, it sounds like they did their research i'm going to share this and then I'd have to go back and start deleting because the, some of the stuff that was being being shared just wasn't true. So then it was like, now my I have a folder for screenshots. I got a folder for screen records. I got a folder for, um, you know, just a, a save videos because I go back, do the research of it, go try to find the loopholes. If I can't find anything to back it up, I'll, I'll come out and say, hey, I couldn't verify this completely, but this is what I'm seeing. You know, maybe somebody else can fill in the blanks, but I got caught sharing a lot of misinformation that wasn't vetted properly on my part. I didn't, I didn't do the work to where now I've learned my lessons and anything that I put out, I can at least verify it from other sources. So that's, that's, that's so great to hear. And it's a good thing that people, <clears throat> excuse me, get to that point where they, they know, because I mean. A lot of mine, a lot of how I do things started long before TikTok. It started in around 2018, 2017, 2018, uh, after Trump became president. I was doing a lot of, I had a, I had a job where I was in a paint booth for 12 hours a day, right? And so I, I would put on my, my earbuds and I'd listen to, believe it or not, I really enjoy listening to C-SPAN. I'd listen to, to the Senate and the House just, you know, debate things and talk okay. about things. I'm like, I want to know what this is. So I'd listen and listen and listen. And while I'm working, they'd say things that I didn't understand. And I'd start like, okay, I want to remember to look that up later. And that's how I got a good understanding of how they operate, right? So that's where it, a lot of things started. COVID became kind of a big thing and the impeachment because I knew some of the stuff that was going on. 
uh, I had friends that understood that I, I'm good at this. So they were starting to ask me, what do you think about this impeachment? What's going on here? What's going on there? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a podcast. So I actually started a podcast. I had one uh, at the very end of 2019 until about mid-2020. I actually went to um, – no, it was the end of, almost the end of 2020. I had uh, I had gone to BLM protests and interviewed protesters. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was, the whole thing was – it was kind of fun. Um, but I, I had to give that up a little bit. I was having some struggles with the relationship at the time, so kind of gave up everything at one point. And then when things got kind of better and they were working better – I, uh, I started TikTok, right? The little girl that we had, right? She was on TikTok. She did a lot of the dances, you know, that's what these girls do. And I told her, I was like, I know that this is an app that's probably got predatorial type people on it. I'm going to monitor things, right? So I did. And while I was doing that, I, I got my own account to just pay attention to the kind of crap that's coming out of TikTok. And I, I wasn't even thinking about it. One day I stumbled upon a Trump 2020 video and I'm like, well, that's crazy. I mean, there's, do you do, do politics on TikTok? You know, so I <laughs> I started watching them. I mean, this was after the election, but I, I guess it was an older video. And I'm like, well, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. And so I decided let's try to make some content. And it went from there. How were the, how was that? <clears throat> the, the BLM videos, the, or the, the con, the interviews, were you nervous really? at all? What was the, what was the pretext for you wanting to do that? Well, okay, so that that's that was a hell of a thing, right? So it was all it was the summer of 2020. Everything started. I was doing I was doing uh, my, most of my podcast was about COVID, and then some of the issues with like the impeachment, right? So that that was obviously the hot a topic at the time. And I remember when the riots began, George Floyd, and when when he had passed and all that stuff, it, it just got crazy. I was in Florida. Well, I I, I drove down. Or I live here now, but I drove down here for a vacation. Me and the kids and and the at the time, Mrs. One of them just go on a vacation. While we're down here, that all happened. So we're driving back through the country that is just completely nuts right now. Like we went through Atlanta. <laughs> oh, oh, brutal. <laughs> it did. And so I uh, I remember when I got back, I'm like, I'm going to start doing content. I want to know more about it. So I was digging and digging and digging. And and um, one of the guys that I, because I had obviously, I, when I do my podcast, I don't, I didn't make money on it. I was just having fun with it. Right. So uh, there was a guy that I worked with at, a, at my job is the only job i had and i was like you know we're talking about things i found out that he for that area of nebraska actually organizes blm protests and we would get to talking a little bit at the time i thought he was a decent guy there's nothing wrong with him he, he obviously blm supporter clearly um and i asked him one day i was just like would you would you by chance would want to sit down and do an interview and he's like what do you mean i'm like i have a podcast and i'm a conservative podcaster but and he's like, really? Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind that. So we, because he, I, at the time, we had a lot of respect for each other. I had no issues with him. I didn't agree with him, but that's, you know, that's okay. And as long as they're so we, civil about it and have a conversation with actual points instead of calling you a racist. Yes, that's, that was it. And he never called me a racist. He, he did not like my opinions and I didn't like his. And that's, that's perfectly fine. That made sense, obviously. But at the same time, were we able to discuss these, you know, opinions and kind of dive into them a little bit more? He was willing to, and I was like, oh, this is good. During that one, that, that was the, the first one I did. And, and like that, the first one I did, he, me and him actually found common ground where there was things about what he said that I even kind of partially agreed with. I'm like, okay, I see your point. I can kind of concede to that. He did the same for me. Right. It was back and forth in this two and a half hour podcast. It was crazy. It went well. Uh, afterwards, we had a couple beers. I went home and um, 
I called him and told him, I was like, I'd like to come to some of these protests that you do just to talk to everybody. He's like, that'd be fine. I wouldn't mind it. I don't know about them. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to anyway. I wasn't nervous, honestly. Um, I, I think that my, at the time, the, my fiance, she was kind of nervous because, <laughs> you know, the political temperature in this country was just, mm-hmm. you know, um, but everything went fine. The, I remember two things that happened. One, I saw a few people drive by yelling out racial slurs at them because they didn't support BLM. And that really disgusted me. I didn't like that. I'm like, these people aren't rioting. These people aren't being, you know, violent they're actually just protesting they're holding signs they're just repeating things and they're discussing things with passive the people passing by just discussing with them this is a this is the example of a peaceful protest and i like this um on the flip side of that there's some lady pulled up i remember this very very vividly she pulls up she's got this black suv and she's like oh man i really love what you guys are doing and 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 i want to get you guys some water except for that trump supporter right (laughs) (laughs) so i showed up in my truck, I had a big old lifted Dodge, and I had Trump 2020 flag on it. Or, or no, I had a the, yeah, I had my old Trump 2020 flag, and I had all this. And, and <laughs> she said, "I don't want to give him nothing." And I'm like, I, I didn't say anything. They were like, "He's cool, he's cool." And she she went, she didn't give me crap. She didn't want. To, I was like, honestly, that's fine. You don't you don't have to. But but later, as 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 they were trying to say that he's cool, he's all right. She's like, okay, well if that's the case, and I told her, I was like, I don't want your water. It's okay, really. Because I, I I have no reason to be hateful to you, but you clearly thought you had a reason to be hateful to me. Yeah. So you keep your water, enjoy yourself. Um, after that, it was a couple other interviews, and nobody was rough. Nobody was violent. Nobody was mean. I, I, I was surprised, but at the same time, I did experience the BLM riots firsthand. I saw a few of them, St. Louis, Atlanta. Um, there was a small one up in Kearney, Nebraska. It wasn't big, but it was there. And then uh, in Omaha as well. I saw those. And so I'm like, you can call it mostly mostly peaceful all you want, but there was still violence that was a problem in that in that entire summer. So we had uh, we had protests here here in Spokane, um, and it was it was very peaceful. There was times where it could have turned into more. There was some damage to some stores on on one of the nights, as an instance. But the people who were actually there protesting put themselves in the middle between the stores and the people who were there to riot. Right. And there was some good old boys that came down. There were, you know, there were uh, uh, shots of people with guns down there. So that really deferred a little bit of that, that anger and and angst going towards taking it out on the businesses. Businesses didn't do anything. They were just down there. There was reports of Antifa Three minute, three uh, cargo vans or three uh, fifteen passenger vans, full, and then they went to different spots. There were bricks also on pallets that were located. They never showed up. They either showed up and then saw what was going on and then left, but they didn't stick around none. They they went back to Portland to go pick on old ladies in in wheelchairs instead of sit down here where the good old boys were sitting there waiting. So that didn't. It never escalated to anything past that. That's okay. That's that's good. Um, and, and, and I know that across the country, we didn't, there were times there was no violence, and I can give them that. There was times that there was. I just wish that people would acknowledge that both happened instead of saying, no, 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 you know, or, or, mm-hmm. or, or ignoring it, which is what, you know, most of the rhetoric was. Um, just to add on to the story a little bit, the guy that I interviewed, the big, the big interview with the BLM uh, organizer, um, 
so he was on my Facebook, right? And so we would both post things left and right, you know, about all that stuff. And he, I remember this very specifically. If I posted something that was in support of the right, he would be in the comments kind of pushing against it. And if he posted something supporting the left or BLM, I would push against it, right? But we were never nasty with each other. It was just back and forth stuff. Well, one day he posted a, a picture of a shirt that said, I'm going to make sure I get this right. It said, Black Lives Matter More Than White Feelings. To be honest, I can agree with that. I can, sure. So I asked him, just, just as out of exercise, so you would also agree then that white lives matter more than black feelings. He was so adamant on, no, they don't. They don't at all. Um, and what that told me and what it showed me with the, the rhetoric within the comments after that was he is much more racist than I thought he was. Um, and I felt kind of bad. I was like, and I had a lot of respect for the guy. And I'm like, I can't, I can't have any more respect for you now after this. Like, you know, I'm not, I never said a word. I never talked down on him. Um, I, as a matter of fact, this is one of the first times I've spoken about him in, in a while. I, I, I was just like, we, I just got to cut contact because that's not okay. You know, like if you believe one, you should be able to believe both. Like you want the equality. One doesn't deserve better treatment than the other simply because, you know, decades, century ago, they weren't treated that well. I completely agree that that, that happened. And, and history, uh, history shows that we have not been kind mm -hmm. to minorities in this country in the past, but that is not the case now. Many people have not had to really experience you know, what, what it meant to be, you know, something like that, that kind of racism that they talk about. It's not there anymore. And I know, like, if you want to go that route, I've experienced racism, believe it or not, I have. And I, and I don't look like, I don't look like I would, but my last name got me a lot of that. I am, um, I have, I am of Asian descent, believe it or not. Okay. And my last name reflects it. So people are like, you know, when I was younger, I, I got a lot of that. Um, it wasn't as serious in the military. Of course, people would make fun of my last name in the military. That makes sense. <laughs> Whatever. But before that, I've got quite a bit of racism. I, I felt that. And I didn't really I didn't really point fingers and say, I'm a victim. I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> you have no idea who I am. Because that's not a game I play. So I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really talk to him anymore after that. And um I, I I'll never ever I don't want to like I don't I hell, I don't remember his last name. I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna put him front and center and be like, this guy's a racist, but he made some pretty poor choices around that time. And that was, you know, that was the end of that. <laughs> I grew up, uh, um, originally my family's from Montana. We moved to uh, Washington state when I was 10 years old. I've always been around a lot of white people. We had people of color of, you know, Mexican, black, um, Indian. We've had them around, but not the majority has always been white, but it was never, a de never anything against them because they weren't the same as I was. I've never, I never felt that before. Went to school in North Dakota. Same thing. We had black guys there on the basketball team. Good, good dudes, solid dudes. But it, I never saw it like that at all. It was all, you know, it was, all, there was always a majority of white. And then the, the, the BLM protests came out and it, and I'm, I, and I, and I never really could understand why, why is it like this? Why, why, why is everybody so angry? And then you start hearing the stories, which is what we needed, right? We needed to hear the stories that there is, you know, a, a, a an avenue of racism that does come out that there, there are, well, I'm I'm definitely not going to serve you. I'm going to go serve the white people over here. That still happens in this country. And I, and I wish that it would go away, but I think that the all out, 
racist things that do come up are coming from the old guard who doesn't want to let it go. We're not going to be able to move forward as a country unless we can move past that. And then the reparations started coming out. Well, we've got to pay the ancestors of the people for the mistakes that we made. I've never owned slaves. I've never burned, you know, whatever whatever you want to say and, and, and affiliate the two together. I've never done that. My family's never done that. My friends have never done that. Why are we having to pay for generations ago what they did? Now, the 1960s, 50s for sure, 60s, that wasn't even my parents' age or my, my parents' era. That, I think, is stoking the fire. It's keeping it going. It's, 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 uh, you know, we can attribute it back to something that, you know, I think that you've probably heard you know, the, the, the quote from Morgan Freeman when he, they were talking to him about that. Um, and he had said, he'd said what most of, most of us think, but we just don't say out loud. Just stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. It's going to go away. It, 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 it's, it's, you keep, you keep talking about it. It's just going to stay here. It's going to keep happening. Um, you know, I, I don't think, and truthfully, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that racism will ever disappear in this country. And I don't think that it can. Um, to say that there's a country without any racism would be like trying to say that this country has absolutely no hatred. Uh, no, there's somebody in this country, 300, almost 50 million people in this country. Somebody's going to hate somebody else, right? So that means some way, shape, or form, there's going to be people that are, are going to be racist. Does that mean that there's a race that is inherently racist? Does that mean, you know, like, you know, can, can, can that be, just because I look white, do I, I'm obviously, I'm honest, like, like yeah, you're racist. How, how, how do you get that? You know, I, I want to look at the idea of who am I talking to as an, as an individual? Is that person racist? Is that human being racist? You know what I mean? Uh, and and I don't ask that question. That's not something I'm thinking in my head when I'm discussing things with people. But I pay attention to obviously the rhetoric. And if it, it, they say something that you know, seems racist, sure. Like for instance, me, I don't I don't consider stereotypes racist. Um, whenever I like, for instance, when nor will uh, when, comedians because they think that shit's funny. <laughs> correct. Like uh, what Babylon B. It's a satire site posted about you know uh trump trump offered vivek a, a position at the white house 7-eleven <laughs> <laughs> see that's funny <laughs> I, 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 it was so funny and then you look right because you have believe it or not and i couldn't believe i i just i didn't get it i went through the comment section there and i watched people that, that you know conservatives like this is just not this is not how you think you shouldn't you, that's just not a good man 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 and i'm like Look at Vivek tweeting about it, thinking it's funny. Yeah. Vivek, the guy I was against, and he's laughing. Yes. So what's the problem? You know, like it's a stereotype. It's an old that that is an old stereotype out of it, like it's old school stereotype. You know, it, 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 and not all of them are really funny. But I don't I don't know why anybody gets offended by them. I just I just don't get it anymore. That's I, one. That's one that we grew up with with the Simpsons. <laughs> right i mean that yeah. was dot, 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 have another slurpee right <laughs> which that was under scrutiny at one point and oh I'm yeah like, this, this is psychotic i just I, I i was just blown away by some of that sometimes I, I i get it if you know uh uh somebody is actually treating somebody in a bad way due to that stereotype but having fun with the stereotype without actually treating somebody badly I don't see that as a problem. I just don't see it as a problem. You know, I I don't, maybe it's because in the military, we made fun of each other for everything. 
you you were you it didn't matter who you were you were made fun of about something if not everything about you at one point or another it's just what it is and i'm desensitized i guess i don't know because i was never treated negatively due to the fact that i had a an asian uh, last name they make fun of me didn't really care like yeah, yeah i've heard it all whatever have fun with it but that was it that was the end of it you know but i was treated the same and i feel like generally for the most part on a very vast majority basis Nobody is treated not I can't I, I can't say no way. Most people are not treated negatively due to who they are as, as a race. It's not. There is it happens. I'm not denying that it happens. I agree it does happen. It just we can always I can always trace everything back to the media. The media makes it look so much worse than it is. Um and that that that's how it is. Like that's the media has been doing this for decades, and I mean absolutely way too long. And and the, I, my content talks against them quite a bit, actually. So, you mm. know, as a as a baseball guy, when I got done playing college ball, I miss being drafted, uh, wasn't drafted, uh, moved on with my next life. I missed the banter in the clubhouse. I missed the clubhouse. I miss hanging out with the guys. I missed. You know, getting off practice, going to the Taco Bell, going, you know, the, going, the, going to work out, whatever, whatever our routine was. I missed that banter with the guys. When you, when you finally got out of the military, did you assimilate right away to where you're at now? Or did you miss the guys? Did you miss being around them and that, and that, that banter back and forth? Oh, so, you know, the banter, the banter was a part of, one thing that I didn't identify until I left the military and it was part of the brotherhood. It was part of that camaraderie that I've had for, you know, over a, well over a decade. Um, I, I, so, so full disclosure, I don't mind talking about this anymore. I, so I do a lot of veteran work because of the things that happened to me. Once I got out, I got out of the military and I, I bought into a business. I was a vape store owner. You know, I'm sitting here holding, like looking at my vape, like I'm, Whoa. but uh, I, I, I owned a vape store and it helped me greatly. I quit smoking. I haven't touched a cigarette in so long. Um, but I remember, I remember when I first started, I, I built an apartment, kind of like an apartment inside the store. It was a huge, it was a bank. It was an old bank that I got. And on the back end of it was like a break room. And I built in uh, um, a few things like a shower and a bathroom and all that. I put them in so that I could live in the back of it and then operate the front like a store. So I was like, I can cut down on costs and it, I don't need, I'm, I'm single. What the hell do I care? So I, I, I was doing that for a number of months and it wasn't going horribly bad at first, but what was going bad was my mental, my mental state because I was alone. I was by myself. Uh, I didn't know anybody. These were people that they're not, and nobody I, was military. Uh, most of my friends, like they were going back and forth because they started doing some, what was the deployments then? I don't remember. They were prepping for something right when I got out, and then they were going back and forth quite a bit. I, I can't remember. This is 2015. Um, but they they were going a lot, so I didn't have anybody to talk to. And it started affecting my mental my mental state so much that I remember one night I was um, pretty upset about a few things. Um, some stuff that happened in the military kind of didn't help that. But I had a few drinks, and I remember going to the back. I had my store, store shut, and I went there, and I saw – I remember I had a bag of – cyclobenzaprine it's a muscle relaxer and i thought you know what i think i'm just done i, I, I hit that I'm, i think i'm just done i think i don't want to do this anymore i don't i don't care so there was like i don't know how many pills were in that bottle i can't remember but i took every single one of them oh. thinking this, this you know what i'll i'll go to sleep and then i won't wake up and that'll be great 
and I woke up. <laughs> I did it. I woke up. I woke up. I could I couldn't even get that right. Like, dude, you were such a failure. You couldn't even get do that correctly. But um, I woke up. I was horribly sick. I couldn't do anything for you know two almost two days. I should have probably went to the hospital. I didn't. I dealt with it. And during that time of <laughs> when I from I woke up till when I was well enough to start moving and maybe get some food in my body again, um, I. I, it, that's when it hit me. Like I'm not doing well outside of this. I'm not. I, I just tried to off myself because I'm. I, I can't handle it. And I began starting reaching. And then. And that's why you know it, it evolved over time. But that's why now you know I'm on TikTok. And one of the things one of the things I do on TikTok is I actually work with veterans. I try to talk to them, make sure that they know, hey, you're not alone. Uh, we do the vet talk, which is us coming together and sharing stories, feeling that you know sort of banter again. And then knowing that there's a brotherhood that is still there. And now that we have a way, a way of being able to communicate with each other from the distance, let's do it. So you don't feel alone because yes. I remember the feeling and I did not like it. Uh, I have a friend of mine I went to high school with. She was in the Marines. Uh, no, I'm sorry. She was in the Navy. And mm -hmm. when she got done, it was kind of a very similar story. She, she came across a group called American Warfighters. And now they help with veterans in crisis. They help with, um, you know, if you have suicidal thoughts, if you have, you know, you need help with paperwork. It, just getting the things filed correctly, getting the the um, right medication. You don't know how to speak to the doctor correctly. Tell us what you need. We'll be able to translate, you know, put it into their words. They're there for whatever you need. That is such an underrated aspect of what the veterans are because I know, like, when I got out of college, not even close to the same thing of what a veteran is, but uh, when I got out of college, I didn't know what to do. Like, my, 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 my minutes were very regiment. Like, this is, I knew exactly what I was going to do, minute to minute to minute to minute. I could carry some stuff over, but it's like I didn't know what to do with my hands. Like, it, you're kind of lost. So I can only imagine that when you get out of the military, you're told every minute what to do, every second, every movement. Now what do I do with my hands? Yeah. I, I, yeah. The, 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 the one, uh, that's the one thing that I spoke to about with people is like, I, I, and I, I try to make sure they know I understand, is like you're in the military. There is a, there's a rank structure, right? So you, don't have, you have guys that worked under you. You have guys that obviously you know, gave you orders. And it was all day, every day. You knew what you were doing. You woke up, you went to PT, then you got ready for work, then you worked all day, you trained, you did whatever, and then you went home. It was day in and day out. That's what it was in the active duty, and I loved it, right? I get out of the military, and I own a business. None of that's there, and there is no rank structure. Everybody in the civilian world is running around like they think that there's somebody special. What, what is happening? Nobody has discipline. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. <laughs> <laughs> and And to try to make 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 sense of it especially with the amount of time i stayed in i didn't even stay in for the full 20 but the you know to to, to make sense of that was was difficult and I, I i started young in the military i was 17 when i got in and i you know i i tell people now i i'm technically what you would call indoctrinated i still do the military haircuts i still you know hospital corner my bed and i you know I, there's certain things i have to do because i remember how much that did help me. And I, I don't know, like this is comfortable. The bed thing, I love coming home to a made bed. I tell people you should always make your bed because mm -hmm. that's a really good feeling. Yep. Um, you have control over that one thing in your life. You make your bed, yeah. you have control over it. Yeah, you didn't do it because that's the first thing you're going to end up doing. And if that's the first thing you're doing and you're successful at it, it makes the rest of the day not so difficult. And I, and I remember that. I remember like thinking to myself, everything that I do that's successful makes the next thing 
I'm mo- more motivated to do it, you know, uh, make my bed, then, you know, make sure I get to work on time, make sure I drink the water that I needed to drink for work, make sure that, you know, when I'm communicating with people, it's a certain way. And it's what I like to do. And it works. A lot of these people, they have no, when I say no discipline, I mean, they have absolutely no capability how to operate, you know, day to day without just being as lazy as they can be. I feel like sometimes they don't care. Like, I don't expect everyone to be like me because I'm, 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 I'm as imperfect as it gets, but at the same time, try to have some kind of order in your life because that order in your life translates to how you operate and how you treat others. And, you know, so I, 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 I'm a, I, I consider myself a pretty respectful person. Um, uh, and I think that that's a big part of, because of how not only was I brought up and how I was trained in the military, but also how I operate day to day. I don't sit around here and fuss and muss and whine about every little thing when I get up in the morning, because then that's just putting me in a bad mood. And now every time I talk to somebody, ah, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't like it. So I think that's important. I really do. My best friend is like that. He he can't use a con- a calendar to save his life, so he double books himself. He doesn't know what what's going on two weeks down the road, three weeks down the road. I'm a planner, and that comes from the structure of of you know being in college ball, and then and then I had my own business as well afterwards. Now with my kids, I want to know what sports they have coming up, so it goes on the calendar. When's the school play? When's the doctor's appointments? It's all on the calendar. If I lose my calendar, I'm screwed. I, I don't know where I'm going to be at. I'm just going to go back to bed. You fuckers figure it out, right? right? So, so he's not like that. He call he's a gypsy. He's like I just he's like I just kind of go into the day and it is what it is. I'm like Brooksy, you gotta you gotta figure out, you know, at least your kid's schedule. Put it in a calendar, and that way you know when you and I make plans for something, you don't have to go, hey Lambo, I can't do that. My son's got a soccer game or you know whatever. I'm like. Pull out your calendar. I said, it will make your life so much easier. It'll take that chaos out. And then you can just go on doing your gypsy things. Start off making your bed in the morning. You know, use the calendar. Just make your life one thing easy and then move to the next. Watch how fast you want to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson, you follow him at all? Yes. I, I, I don't follow I don't think I follow him super closely, but I like listening to the stuff that he brings up when he does. Yeah. Very knowledgeable, very, very quick recall. Um, the Canadian government uh, took his right away of being able to see patients to keep his mm-hmm. license. They're making him go to a re-education camp mm-hmm. to learn. And, uh, you know, in the, I, that's one video I was watching. It's like, who's going to be smart enough to teach Jordan Peterson something? teach him how to think that's what that's what all of us look for him to do is is to teach us things who's going to teach right. him what do you what do you think about jordan peterson and, and having this bestowed upon him it's it's really the, the, my my initial thought when, when hearing about a lot of that was like i actually kind of feel bad for whoever has to teach him because i feel like that man is just going to continue <laughs> to push against every single thing they say <laughs> but uh, um jordan peterson He's a very, he's got a very specific way of thinking. I think we all understand that. He's 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 brilliant. Whether or not you like what he's saying, you can't deny the fact that he's a very smart man. Um, um, he's very quick witted. That's something that I like about him. I think a lot of people kind of gravitate towards that. But I think the one thing that I I like about him the most is the fact that there is no 
advocation of emotions. That's why I like some of the people that I do listen to because you know we 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 need to as a society. If you want to talk about your emotions, your specific, you know, subjective emotions about something, by all means do so. But when we're talking about something like you know, uh, 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 for instance, politics, or just using that one as an example, this is a collective now, and so one person's emotions can't be just poured onto everyone else as something that matters, and that's that's why it needs to be a kind of a more of a logic based uh, conversation. He is into that more more so than most, and I think that that's brilliant. Um, I, I liked watching some of his stuff about how to communicate like that, and I'm not even good at it. I just really enjoy you know paying attention to how he does things, and it. it he he was the one that was sort of helped me realize like you got to take the emotion out of it. You have to pull back on that. You know, the emotions show that you're uncomfortable, right? Because if I'm having a discussion with somebody that doesn't agree with the things I'm saying, obviously both of us have now taken this sort of stance on being okay with offending the other person, right? So you have to know that that's possible. You could get offended with what's about to be said. So instead of allowing that to bother you, you got to take the time to be able to handle that emotion when it happens and continue to use your logic instead of your feelings. He is good with that. So when I saw all this happening, of course, Canada is doing the stupidest crap ever because of this. I I, I can't believe it. If he, and you know, he's going to try to hold on to his, his license. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to, it'll get slipped from him, you know, if he doesn't do the, the, the rehabilitation. Um, and I, I, I just feel so bad that he's put in that position because nobody should be, um, I, I know it's Canada. I know it's a little bit different, but I don't think it's that different. I really think that, you know, I think that no, Trudeau is a terrible person, but I think that this whole situation for him is awful. And I, I, I've, I really hope that he can come out on top a little bit better than this. I hope that something else beyond this, uh, gives him, a uh, a, a little bit more to be able to not have to deal with this, keep his license and not go through rehabilitation. I can't believe that that's a word we're using for Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> The, what gets me, and, and it's the same thing that's going on with Chris Barber and the the trucker convoy that happened up there. They're trying yeah. to make an example of him. Like we don't care who you are, we're going to make an example of you, Chris Barber. They're they're making an example of him. You you're not going to speak up. You're not going to run a uh, a convoy. You're not going to run a uh, you know they all met up in Ottawa and and aired their grievance. We're going to make up a bunch of shit that you didn't do, and we're going to make everybody believe that you did, and then we're going to demonize you for all of your actions. That's what they're doing to Chris Barber. He's in, you know, he's in court right now. Well, actually, I think he's at home right now. He'll be there at the end of the month to go back to Ottawa, but it's the same thing. They're making an example of these people, and, and since Canada, the government, really controls the news going out, you can't share news on social media. So what comes out of Sky News or the other outlets that are up there is what the government has given them permission to talk about. Right. So they've already controlled the narrative. That this is China right here. Communist China in the news that you actually the information that you get to hear, it's already state run. Right. Yeah. It's you know, you can go you can even trace this this silliness in Canada back to there was a case and I, I don't have the very real specifics on it, but I remember reading this and just like what? Uh, a father was actually uh, he lost all rights to his child, um, and because his 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 I, I don't I think it was a a was a, a son wanted to become a girl or the transition in some way right and he was he was against it he wasn't angry about it just like I don't think that this should be happening now well the mother 
because they both had the same amount of rights. The mother said, well, I don't care. So she pretty much went to court and got that taken from him. And now that child has been transitioned against his fa the father's will. And I'm over here. Are we are we serious? Are we absolutely serious that that's a thing that's up in, in, in Canada? And then, of course, within the next few years, that's exactly what you start seeing is this crap. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, America, look up and watch what's happening because we are not far away from this if you let things slip the way you're letting it, you know? They have the uh, internet C11, which they control how much internet you get to use. It's the, mm -hmm. it's the steps taken before the digital ID. Nikki Haley, she wants identification. Every time you log on to the internet, you've got to show your ID. It's to save the kids. Yeah, in really, in, in in all aspects, it's the digital ID with your social social credit score. Now we can track what you're searching, your search history, find out exactly what you're doing. If we don't like it, now we just don't let you on. That's exactly. It's all it. little steps, little steps. It's a nudge. It's a nudge. It's it's awful. Like I don't I don't ever want to hit a point where I you know I can only get a certain amount of gas or a certain amount of food because my social credit score is down. Like that sounds so stupid to me, but it seems like that's where we're going. I've, I've yeah, I, I can't I, like one of the things that they talked about was that little microchip crack that you can put in you now. It's going to hold all your bank information. So it's, it's easy to access it. And that, uh, no, so that it's easier for them to shut it off. If you, if you're not compliant, I don't like the idea of that. That's not okay. Like I like to be able to control what's mine, not let the government give me some control here and there. That's not what, what needs to happen. Yeah, and that's that's exactly where we're going. That's what they do over in China. Every yes. move is every move is is looked at, analyzed. They have drones that are flying all over the place that are controlled by AI. Nobody's nobody's controlling them. It's AI. They know their yeah. programs. You need to be at the window at this time. Um, if you don't show up, then they send police to go find out why didn't you show up to check in. Yep. Um, what is that? It's called Songbird. Have you seen that movie, Songbird? It's I about so. uh, COVID twenty three or COVID twenty four. Yeah, I I didn't. I don't think I saw the movie, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, same thing. You gotta you gotta check in every day. You gotta give them your temperature. Some people are immune. <laughs> you know stuff like that. Yeah, that's where this digital currency, social credit score. That's what it's doing, or not not uh, digital, uh, or uh, I'm sorry, the digital ID. That's where you're going to. You have to check in every day. You you can't just come and go as you please. That's why they want us on electric cars. So that way we don't have that freedom to move wherever we want to. They can track us every movement. Yep, exactly. That's And that's oh God, it's so problematic. And, and, of course, a lot of people aren't seeing that slight shift in that direction. They're not seeing it. They're, they're, a lot of people have learned to become very comfortable in the dependency that they've gotten with the government. And that is something that as, as me personally, somebody that loves the constitution thinks, no, that that can't be the case. You comfort shouldn't be your first priority. Freedom should be your first priority and comfort isn't always synonymous. It can't, it, it most of the time it isn't. If you want your freedom, you're going to have to do something that might not make you comfortable, but that's how this works. Freedom always comes with a price. You know, freedom isn't free. We always talk about that, but that's the truth. You can't just sit back and think, well, I, 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 I'm okay. I have a couple bucks, and you know, this, this, that, and the other. I'm free. No, you're not. You're just allowing things to control certain aspects of your life. I don't want those aspects controlled anymore. Um, there's already too many. You know, uh, uh, it's so much. It, like, like we going back to the media. It's so difficult to find truth in what's supposedly only supposed to have been the news, and not people's opinions of the news. I don't care what 
Don Lemon or, or Tucker Carlson thinks of something, just tell me the damn news and then shut up, period. Like, I, I don't care about the rest of it. I just want to know the news. But I want it to be honest, and it's so hard to find real news anymore, honest news, that it's you have to outsource. So I have no con- – I, I can't even get that. But that's part of the being free thing is my, my mind – I don't call it uh, my mind is free, but my, my, my mind thinks a little differently because I do that because I spend the time digging instead of allowing someone to just give it to me, you know, and that's why I think I've gotten good at it because I do it so much. So I, I that's why I always implore people do that. You have to push against a little bit because right now that's everything's pushing against you. So this is the first time I'm going to be on camera talking about these eat works power bars. You need a little snack with 15 grams of protein. It's the EatWorks Power Bar. Just look at this. Look how amazing this is right here. They taste amazing. This is the bacon cheeseburger. This is the jalapeno pepperoni pizza. If you get on to EatWorks.com, you can get one of each in a sample pack. You can order that if you want to. Go get the box. Just go get the one. There's 10 of them in here. 15 grams of protein, five total carbs. You're not going to find a better snack. If you're a weightlifter, if you're a baseball player, if you're a softball player, you're a trail runner, you like riding your bikes up and down mountains, take one of these with you. I have them in every go bag I have. I have them in every vehicle I have just for the sake of having 15 grams of protein that will help get through your day. Or if an emergency situation comes, you've got – You've got great protein. Eat works. WRX, when you place your order, little comment section, remember to tell them a little extra Lambo sent you. I get a lot of eye rolls. Like, I'll be talking about it, you know, food storage, water preparation, being prepared, having ammo, having guns, having, you know, all that stuff. Up here in the Northwest, we have a lot of natural disasters that can happen. We also have the end of the world and EMPs. That all could happen all over the place. But we have natural disasters. So even when you're talking to people about uh, an earthquake hitting up here, volcanoes hitting up here, that a volcano has always been a premonition of mine since junior high. Like I've had this weird daydream almost of of a volcano just kind of (laughs) free-flowing. It's it's the weirdest damn thing because it'll come out of nowhere. And it's very vivid. Like it's, it's not... Uh, like a psychic it's a i don't i don't even know how to explain it but it's something that i can see so it you know it's a premonition of some sort so i you know i'll be talking to people or and then then it drifts into oh you're one of those conspiracy guys and then end of the world blah 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 i always get that eye roll and of course how do you how do you take it when people eye roll you I smile. A lot of times i think it's just funny when people give me that sort of reaction i, I think a lot of why i I smile at it. It's because I'm like, you're looking at me in a different light because you don't think the way I do. Um, People can be, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with me. People being comfortable, excuse me, in what they think or their opinions. I get it. But at the same time, that eye roll always represents the incapability of understanding something beyond your, your, your understanding. That's always what it seems like to me. Like you don't understand what I'm saying. So you're just like, well, whatever. Like that's stupid. It's only stupid because you haven't really sat and conceived the idea of it, or or have thought it, have thought of it in this way, or you know what I mean. That's all it ever looks like to me. So when I see it, I just smile. Like, well, you know, that's it's not on me to change. I'd love for you to change your mind. I'd love for you to at least look at it this way. But if you're not gonna, 
well, too bad for you. I don't know what to tell you because it, it, I've spent a lot of time trying. I remember at one point I was an advocate on trying to change people's minds. And I've learned over a very long time of, of watching people not even coming close to changing their mind, only getting angrier at me, is people aren't going to change their mind unless they think they think of the idea themselves, right? You can't plant these things in their head. They have to plant it in their own because that's when it's the strongest. That's when it's the best. So if you can just present the information and hope that they're listening, maybe they'll do it. Maybe they won't. I have things. I have changed people's minds in certain ways. I had a few liberals, no joke, they're friends of mine that actually don't hate Trump anymore. That they would, they said that they even probably would vote for him, all because of what I talked about. But I, they're people that I could talk to. They're people that actually spend the time to kind of listen a little bit, and that's all it took was just a tiny bit, that tiny gap in the door, and I poured stuff in there, and I said, now, now consider that. And they came back later. I didn't tell them, you need to think this way. No, you need to consider this. And if you don't like it, great. But it's on you to consider it, not on me. And I, I guess that's where I sit with it, you know? My my uh, personal Facebook page, when I, when I post certain things about situations that's going on around the world, digital currency, you know, 15-minute cities, I don't get much engagement at all. People don't want to hear it they they're comfortable in their lives they just don't want to think about it i have asked people to just put some thought into what would your plan be if this happened just please just think about it and then if it doesn't happen who cares you spent 10 minutes putting together uh, some sort of a plan you and your wife talked about well what would we do with the kids in this situation just talk about it for 10 minutes and then if you need more help come find me come find i'll point you in the direction of somebody else who knows something in those in that aspect but don't just toss it off to the side because there are real things that are happening that the media is not covering and that's a disservice to the people because the i've always felt that the media has been the fourth branch of government the media was (laughs) supposed to hold our government accountable now yeah. they're just down on their knees in front of the politicians and it doesn't they're not doing the service for the people. And, no, and just 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 take the information and just talk and just think about it. That's all I want. Yeah, it's the same. You know, you you can compare that to the idea of of the need for just a guy having a condom. Yeah, you know, putting a condom in my pocket. It's better to need it not have need it. It's better to to have it not need it than to need it not have it. Correct. You know, like that's just what it is. Like I, I, I may not have the best plan set forth for something like that, but at the same time, I've spent time learning certain skills, survival skills, just to help with that. You know, I, I, I have resources that I understand and know, um, and I do spend the time looking into what, like you said, the media isn't talking about. Just, just to know, to have a better, at least, idea, because you don't have to be the best doomsday prepper. To deal with this kind of stuff i don't think you do i think that that's a that's not a bad thing i don't i don't talk against anybody who does that um but i think that that is sort of where most people could stand is just keep, keep yourself informed because if it happened if something terribly disastrous happened and, and and any of that survival skill stuff needed to be used and you never even thought about it it is going to be terrifying whereas if you have some if you have some knowledge of what might have might be coming and then it happens it's not as scary. You have the time and you're going to have the logic to be able to think about what's happening instead of, again, like I've said, 
letting your emotions ride, uh, riding after emotions through it. Like your emotions are, are emotions aren't a bad thing, but in certain aspects of our lives, they are a hindrance, if not a problem. And, and, and I think people need to understand that. And that's, you know, what we were talking about right now. That's one of them. This, this isn't where emotions need to be in check. So you can get through whatever might, might come, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've always been, you know, just like a defensive coordinator. If, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna set my eleven guys up to go against an offensive football team, I want to go over all those situations. That way, they are prepared for when they see something, they know how to react. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, your podcast. Are you still doing your podcast, or are yeah. is this kind of on pause, or have you thought about getting back in? What was your what? what how, how many shows did you get in? Oh, probably something like 150 and there weren't even shows like i did a one or two with video most of it was audio and it was uh, each one of them was about two hours it would take me about a day or two to put it together so i'd have like two or three episodes a week um discussing all kinds of stuff uh and and, and you know i'd have i'd sit I, it originally started um as just an educational thing some of my friends like i said they didn't understand the the, the aspects of politics so i my the first like two or three episodes is me just kind of telling like talking about exactly how this works talking about how you know parliamentary procedure how the constitution you know is interpreted the 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 supreme court all this stuff just just going through it and then because i did i started it during the first impeachment of of, uh, president trump (laughs) i couldn't hold my tongue anymore i'm like oh there's too much i can't i'm going biased screw it and i did um but it was – I maintained that for about nine months or so, and then I I don't know if I ever – I'm not saying I would never get back into it. I'm just – right now, the t- like like with, with where I'm at in my life, the things that have happened that led me here, right now the only capability I have is TikTok. Um, but I grew such a popularity on TikTok that I want to try to get that back because if I can go back to doing podcasts as well then after, I I, I don't see why I couldn't. You know, it just, it just depends. So I'm not hundred percent sold yet, but it was, it, it, I guess, I guess the future will, will tell. I don't know. What was the name of your podcast? Can people go back and listen to it or is it off, off right now? It was on Spotify and I think it was just politics with Tony. Okay. It's all, I think that's all it was named. <laughs> just that simple. Yeah. It was just politics with Tony. And it started as just like me kind of giving some information and went into, Oh God, these politicians are nuts. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I had a girlfriend that she was always you're, you know I'm 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 an extra person. I'm loud. I am very vocal. I like to have fun. I want to make you laugh before I laugh. The life of the party, right? So my girlfriend, Jiro, you're just so extra. I had a uh, with a buddy of mine. We had a baseball podcast, and that was just through COVID. Uh, you know, we wanted to talk about the league that we were playing baseball in, talk to the players, how the team's looking, all that sort of stuff. Just simple stuff. And then I wanted to do just a little bit more. I have friends who are judges. I got friends who a friend who's a sommelier, um, a blackjack. Uh, World Series of blackjack plus you know cigar and whiskey and all that stuff. Like I had a lot of interesting friends that didn't really fit on that format. So I'm going to, I want to, I want to have another podcast. So do just keep doing something. What, what should I name it? And then it was, and then she said something, Oh my God, you're so extra, a little extra Lambo. And that's kind of how I got the name of mine was, it was because she's kept calling me extra. So fine, fuck it. I'm just going to call this a little extra Lambo. So that's how, (laughs) that's how I got, I got this podcast. I actually do a third podcast with my son. We do a, a baseball card podcast. 
is we call it one pack, two packed, where I open up a pack of cards from when I grew up. So the eighties, nineties cards, and then we get a pack for today. So I read off those players and then he reads off his players. And then our show may be seven minutes, eight minutes long. Boom. We're yeah. done. Yeah. That, no, that's, that's great. What, what I just out of curiosity to be me and nosy, like this podcast, for instance, what kind of, what kind of, what kind of uh, viewership do you get here? Well, like what kind of people, yeah, uh, like watching this, we get the same thing. Well, as far as I know, we get the same thing uh, that we say, that we have on TikTok. The 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 same followers that that we have here. Um, I'm actually pretty big in Lithuania. Why? I, I have no clue, but I get my Spotify um, thing at the end of the quarter. I have Lithuania on there. Like I'm doing something right in Lithuania. Uh, either it's a we have a military base there and people are listening, or they're into prepping or you know whatever it is. I I don't know. Thank you to the people of Lithuania who are listening. But yeah, I'm I'm big in Lithuania, so I don't I don't know why, but it's you know it's it's kind of cool. I have a friend of mine whose wife is Lithuanian, so she, so I was she's like oh, that's interesting. <laughs> So, but the engagement is, is about the same as what we, is what we have on TikTok here. Um, I'm a part of a community of, of preppers and, and, uh, we talk about different scenarios and how to prep in different times and, uh, seasons and stuff like that. So we do, I do a lot of my podcasts actually get transferred over to my community. So it's, it's fun. I like it. And I, I've learned a lot since starting, uh, I get to have great guests on like yourself and, and learn. I want to learn. So that's good. Open mind is it's great. I, I, I actually, I've really appreciated coming on here. It's been, I, I did a couple other ones. I did one with, um, I can't remember his name. He's not on TikTok or anything. I, and it wasn't even about politics. It was, oh, it was about Marvel because I'm such a Marvel nut. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I've been on podcasts before and I, I, I always get curious to see like the, the, the reach that they have, like who, who listens, you know, stuff like that. Cause I know that I had, when I, when I did my podcast, it wasn't anything special, but uh, I would have regularly about know, three, 400 listeners. Again, I wasn't really trying to advertise either. I just, you know, did it to do it. Most of them were people that I knew on Facebook, but then I'll, you know, eventually people would catch it or catch on and I'd get a couple more viewers per, you know, per, per uh, audio that I set up. Um, I guess it was just, it's funny because like I compare that then to what happened to me in TikTok. I made like a bunch of videos and then one day I made a few and I, they were well thought out. They were about congressional bills. And next thing you know, I have 20, 30, 40,000 followers. And then, but by the end of it, I had 98,000 followers. And I'm like, they're, they're always coming to me because I had people messaging me saying like, I wake up and go to your page to see what's really happening. I can't stand the news anymore, but you're a source of news. And I'm like, you know, like, it's just, <laughs> that's the kind of, like, I always get curious to see what kind of, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of people are watching. Gotcha. Like gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got a couple different creators. Uh, if something comes out, I'll go to their page. Have they covered this yet? And then I'll start doing my, my breakdown of what it of what I think is going on, but it's, it's trying to, it's trying to verify that information that you just saw. Like this guy that yeah. said, you don't know who I am, but you're about to that guy that was down at the border. The, the news is trying to make him into somebody else. And they, they brought in this FBI picture, and I was looking at that. I was talking to my best friend about it. All three pictures that the FBI have on, it's not the same guy. No. They're, they're making it look like these three pictures are for this guy, and then it's the guy that was down at the border that we all saw. It's not him. Why? So now I'm like, okay, well, why is the, 
why is the media trying to cover up this story for this guy? Like he's he's going to be a false flag is kind of what I how I foresee it happening under the guise of this FBI under the FBI thing that is going on with with this guy. So I don't know. That that was a weird situation once all this information started coming out. Yeah, a lot of that. A lot, and then and, and that's what's funny. So like recently, I don't have all the details, you know, in my head currently. I, I was reading about it, but there was a um there, there it was found that there was some federal funds that were being used in a program within the federal within the administ- federal administration, the, the current one, that that was actually pushing towards giving misinformation, giving mis or disinformation when uh, some like, 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 uh, for instance, somebody was talking about like January 6th, you know, or something like that. Like somebody's posting certain things or protests were coming out or research was coming out. There was a program that was actually getting money to give disinformation against them. And of course it's, it's funny to me that I, you know, when I read about this, this was something that I read, um, two different sources, both of which were kind of smaller known, not one single time did I see this on mainstream media, right? And it's of course they pick and choose what they what they want to talk about, and not only do they pick and choose what they want to talk about, they they pick and choose how they're going to say it. And and it, at this point, I don't even think that they pick truth at any point. It's it's so terrible to watch. So I, I you know, you, like you said, it is very difficult to find the, the correct information on what's going on. And I, I that's that's why I try to advocate, you know, certain, you know, how to do it a little bit. Like I'm not the best at it sometimes, but I know I, what I have learned is that I, I am good at, like I said, interpretation. So I can I can look at things for how they they really like. Okay, so one of the things that I can also do with interpretation, right, is how people are acting or people are talking, right. So this is a politician thing because of so much time listening to him. Um, for instance, like when Chris Christie was caught on the hot mic talking about how oh, on the I'm listening to this and I'm like, that's a setup. That's he he didn't say anything. It's a, it's it's a hot mic moment, but he didn't say anything that would go against him. He's talking himself up and talking down on everybody else. That's a setup. That's all that was. That was a setup. And then there was another hot mic moment. Uh, the Joe uh, Biden one. Yeah. And I'm talking like, about all oh, those military aged men coming across. That that was so phony. It's a lot of these just now. That's, that's all they seem like is just that they're setups. And I'm like. Y'all aren't really good at this anymore. Y'all, y'all kind of maybe maybe you were always this bad. I just didn't notice till now. But <laughs> For, and that's probably correct right there. <laughs> True. <laughs> How much longer do I got you for? You got you got something pressing to get to? Well, no, I got I got a few things I got to do. I got to take care of. I got work tomorrow. So like I, I I mean it's it's kind of on you. And I'm not sure how long you need. You wanted me to be on here. I just figured it, I'd come on for I'll, a while. I'll let's chat. just let's just end with this then. What rabbit holes are you in? I love Antarctica because that's a mystery right there, right? What rabbit holes are you in? Uh, um, so one of the big ones, this one's going to be, this one's off topic of that very much. This off topic of all, all of this stuff. I, I, I have dug and saw things and read about things that tell me that the government is hiding a lot from us. One of the things that I think that they're hiding from us is our own technological advancements. Okay, so let's let, I, I, I'm assuming. I, I, do you believe in UFOs? That's the question. I I believe that we are not alone. I think that's naive of people to do, because mm-hmm. I believe that there has to be something else out in this universe, and right. for them to 
be out there to come to here. They have to have some sort, uh, like I believe in the Tic Tac. I believe in the stuff that the Air Force has seen that people know he's just a crazy person. So yeah. I guess, yes, I do believe in UFOs. I don't believe okay. we're we're not alone. Or I, I guess I believe that we are not alone. There's something okay. else that's got to be out there. Okay, okay. So so, so when I talk about this, this might... One, I, I believe that right now, the biggest discovery wouldn't be life on another planet. I don't think it would. I, I think that's a huge, big thing. But I think we've known that it's there, so it wouldn't be as a big of a discovery as people claim. The bigger issue with that is their technology, right? So let's think about this for a moment, right? You have a UFO that says people are recording it. It's in the air. It's just sitting here. Oh, my God, look at that. That's crazy. All the lights and da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden, it just poof. It's like it. you went like 50 miles in a second. How did you do that from sitting still? You know, like thinking about this. And I'm like, they have technology that allows them to do that. If we were in a ship that did that right now with the technology we have, We'd be a puddle of goo on the side on the on the wall, right? So, a lot of a lot of science, and I, I'm a big fan of science. I was actually a huge Stephen Hawking guy. I like reading his stuff. I like physics and all that. Uh, one of the things that have been talked about a lot in physics, in in in, in a lot of fields of science, is a uh, 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 zero point energy. And one of those things, one of those things involves a power from just basically. Thin air, like getting getting power from the zero point energy. So so you can you you can de develop power, develop the power to run my house for you know decades out of almost thin air, out of nothing with this what's what's known as zero point energy. Also with this zero point energy, we have the answer to the other side of the equation when it comes to gravity. We can't figure out gravity, right? We don't know. The only place that we know it that the answer to it is going to exist is within a black hole, and we can't look into a black hole. Because you, you can't see anything, right? So, with that being said, why are they hiding the possible technological advancements that we may actually possess due to some of the visitations we've had from other planets and we've had their technology? There have been so many people that have come forward showing that we have reverse, we have reverse, uh, 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 what, uh, what's engineered. The term? Thank you very much. Thank you. Reverse engineered certain things to be able to and and I, and I quote this from i can't remember who the hell it was he was a the guy from skunk works basically in, in a, a, a boeing i believe but anyway he was like we have the technology to take et home and this was in the damn 70s that he said this and i'm like what, so why don't we know about this why is it that we are still stagnant on fossil fuels why is electric cars so i mean while i get the idea and the premise of it, it's a good idea they, they our technology is shit we don't know what we're doing there's so much to that, so much in fact that there's been uh, discovered cover-ups from the military that 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 things have happened since you know when we're talking in like the 70s all the way up till now where our government, not other governments, for some reason other governments seem to be perfectly fine with at least exposing some of the some of the sightings and some of the knowledge uh, that they have with with aliens, but there's some something happening that's keeping keeping discoveries with this zero point energy at bay completely people have actually gotten close to it and their patents disappear after they mysteriously die and it's happened a numerous times and i'm like i want to know more so i dig and that's that's a rabbit hole i've gone down and sometimes it gets not scary like i'm scared for my life it's scary like i can't believe that that's happening in this <laughs> it's country, the, it's the believability <laughs> like what you know I know that's where I'm at. That that that's mine. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, mine is Antarctica. Mine is also time travel. Like when it comes to the Baron Trump, Donald Trump, 
um, uh, um, not uh, Tesla, who created the the dues system, who created, who they believe created time travel, who, you know, yeah. and then, but then you run into walls. Like there's a lot of information there. There's gaps of time that are there for a guy who is chronicles every moment of his life. Now, now there's gaps. So where, what, what, what happened in that gap? Somebody removed that from history. So what was yeah. that gap? I use I use a couple different browsers. I use Brave. I use Google, of course, because it's the first thing that's on my phone. Yeah. I I actually try to find old encyclopedia uh, Encyclopedia Britannica's, trying to just yeah. just fill in these gaps of 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 yeah. time to figure that out. I don't know what I'm looking for, so I get lost. But it's still, <laughs> right. you know, it's like I don't I don't know what to look for. But that man, that's it's an interesting story for sure. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You got me interested now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I kind of so I was I was uh, listening to, and I can't think of his name. Um, he's in, he was a uh, uh, in in Top Gun. It's where they saw the tic tac over the water, over the ocean. Him and this co pilot. They have a two and a half minute video, and I cannot think of the pilot's name for it but anyway it doesn't matter but how he was describing this thing as if it came out of the water like and then but that that really gets into the flat earth model of we can't go up only down and the the ocean is so mystical like what like what's in the ocean is that where these is that where these are coming from is that where you know and then I don't know if I believe in flat earth. I, I, you could sell me on flat earth, but you can sell me on a round earth. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to, there's so much other stuff to worry about. I don't really get into that, but there's yeah. guys, both sides make great arguments for it. But if we can't go up, then we have to go down. So maybe these, these alien ships are coming. The, 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 the aliens are coming out from the ocean. Right. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's I think that's a big thing. Is I firmly believe they're already here, and 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 there's a possibility that that's what people see, right? We we have ninety eight, well, I think it's under ninety eight percent, like ninety some percent of our oceans haven't been explored. We can we can map it with with sonar and all this other stuff, but we haven't actually seen it. We haven't looked at it. It isn't explored. So I mean, like, I bet there's a ton of stuff down there that we don't know about. You know, I mean, you know, evidence of things like megalodon and all that crap. I don't know, whatever. The thing is, is there's plenty to be there's plenty of questions that we i would have about that and and i couldn't deny it you know just outright so that's why i go i'm not saying i think that they're already here well, well maybe they're there too maybe they're in the ocean maybe that's part of what this is i don't know i i could see that i i really could and and i think that that points towards that government cover-up stuff that like I, the government's covered up a ton of stuff i mean mm-hmm. we can go into 9-11 we can go into you know uh, uh, uh vietnam we can go into jfk all that crap the, but I think that that one would be, I think, the biggest one because that one has hindered and stopped the development of uh, 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 human – the development of our technology as a human race um, for way too long. I think we should be much further ahead than we are, and we're not, and I don't know why. And so that's why I started looking into that, and that's – so that's why I see it as a relation here. It's, it's just nuts to me, absolutely nuts. Do you believe in the submarine with the Xbox controller? Do you believe that that actually went down into the into the ocean and then crunch? 
I'll admit that I think that it's a good story. I don't, I'm not sold on its authenticity. It was good, great timing, let's say. I yeah. think it's another, you know, it's me, me, the, the media. This is a great timing in the media. You know, we just throw that out there because other things are, you know, gets getting surfaced about things like January 6th and Trump. So let's do that. That way the whole world is focused here while we do this there. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not discrediting if those people really did, you know, go down there and die. That's sad. And I, and I feel bad for that, but I myself am not going to just rot, re- rely on the media to be telling me the truth. I can't go in the ocean and look and see if that happened. I can't. Yeah, so, correct. That's, that's, that's just, that's it. That's as far as I can go is like, get, I, I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it absolutely did either. You know, correct. Correct. How can people find you? Where are you at? So right now it's basically just it's right now it is just TikTok professor underscore cap that is that is it there's there's two of them I think on there one of them is an old account of mine it's been up there for like almost a year and a half now it's it has like 20k followers still but I have no access to it I've attempted and it, they don't let me get on it but the the other one is I don't know I've got like 1500 followers nothing major I'm still trying to build my mm-hmm. you know following it but that's the only place that you can technically find me right now until I until I get a little bit more established okay. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on onto the show. Uh, we'll have to have you back on again. We'll talk about that nine eleven and and the other things. Oh, I'll, I guess that's that's all right with me. I like like I like my research, so yeah, <laughs> fun, I'll have a fun time with that one. But it was great. It was great. I wanted to tell you this was really wonderful. I appreciate um, the opportunity. It's been nice coming back and having everybody. I remember you, but stuff like this is it's it feels more genuine. So I really do appreciate the uh, being able to come on. It was a pleasure, sir. Thank you for coming on. This is a little extra Lambo podcast. You can get on my link tree, which is on the profile. Uh, we are losing Google, I guess. Google podcast. We'll talk about that later on. You can find me on Spotify. I am on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. Y'all be cool. Peace. <laughs>